0: The first marathon I was in, I heard somebody talking, and the, he had, the guy said, Oh, I'm just trying to finish. And he said, Well, you know what they call the last place finisher of a marathon? No, what? A marathoner.
1: Diz Runs Radio, episode 870. Starts in 3, 2, Guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, just want to uh, remind you about the old Little Things course. It's still there, still available, still free. Uh, so if you haven't gotten into it yet, what are you waiting for? If you, if you signed up for it a while back and haven't revisited, maybe reminded yourself of some of the things, maybe gone through the whole course already, maybe you just barely started, gone through the first lesson or two or the first unit or two, um, get back in there because there's no question that paying attention to the Little Things a little bit more uh, can help us all. Myself, absolutely included, and uh, it's easy to kind of get complacent. It's easy to kind of let those those habits and those routines go by the wayside, uh, especially you know focusing on running and, and getting our miles in and things like that. But uh, you'd get more out of your runs if you're taking care of yourself on the other side of the coin with uh, you know the recovery, with the sleep, with the nutrition. All those things really do matter. So if you haven't checked it out yet, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, just point your browser over to dizruns.com/slash/little things. All one word, little things disruns.com slash little things and it's a it's a free course video text the whole nine Uh, get yourself signed up and start diving into it and figure out uh, hopefully learn a few things and then most importantly implement a few things that you can do that will help uh kind of shore up your your health your longevity keep you healthy keep you going strong uh, and keep you working towards your running goals so check it out disruns.com slash little things and now let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show Hey guys, uh, my guest today is someone that uh, I've gotten to know a bit over social media the, the past uh, couple few years. We even had a, a phone call or two, uh, you know, kind of consult thing here and there. Um, and he might be, I think, the uh, the person that is ultimately responsible for this whole idea to try to have as many of you guys that listen to the show uh, on the show as possible over the next year and, and hopefully beyond if, if y'all keep raising your hand we'll keep doing it uh, with a little comment he he made in the Facebook group at one point and I was it kind of planted the seed and you know lo and behold here we are so uh, certainly looking forward to, to diving a little bit deeper into his story probably getting to know uh, a bit more about him than, than what I already know as of today, and, and y'all can can do that as well. So, I'm going to keep the uh, the intro nice and short. Although I've already kind of rambled it on longer than planned, but hey, you know it's par for the course at this point. Uh, but looking forward to get the party started with Mr. Brian Walker. So, Brian, thanks to, uh, for joining us today, my my friend, and uh, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, Danny, thanks for having me on, man. Been a fan for a while, and uh, super happy to take credit. Uh, for everything, even <laughs> if the credit's not on mine, I will certainly take it, my friend. So, all
1: right. Well, well, credit credit where it's due. But if you know anybody who doesn't doesn't enjoy uh, this this kind of streak of of episodes that we're going to be on for a while, you can you can direct your hate mail uh, to to Brian on Twitter at uh, Brian Runner is the uh, the handle there on Twitter um, and uh dot uh, slash eight seven zero is the link for the show today. you can also address it there if you want leave it in the in the comment section or uh, any of that other good stuff we 'll have links as always uh photos the whole nine disruns.com dot com slash eight seven zero is the link for today 's episode and and uh Brian I mean i you know we kind of talked about this just a little bit before we got started but uh the the initial comment i again couldn 't quite remember if it was a comment if it was a post in and of itself, exactly where it came from, but uh you kind of had said you know i I, I think about my answer to this introductory question all the time. And, and, uh, you know, I, I don't even know if you were kind of hundred percent sure of what your answer would be, but uh, now you, now you're on the spot. Now you're going to have to give an answer to the question. You've heard me ask, uh, a, a few dozen times at least, and, and everybody else listening has heard me ask it a bunch of times as well. Uh, so here we go. Kick kicking the, kicking the, uh, the party off with, uh, the introductory question. What is your favorite distance to race and why?
0: So I've given a lot of thought to this question um and I, I never really have given myself an answer um i would say it, until recently it was the half marathon for the same 100 reasons everyone else gives um but i would say it's changed after the last couple years and you do say distance so i'm going to hope that this fits um the the multi races over two days or however many days uh, I know Disney does it. It's becoming more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my hometown of, uh, the beautiful and wonderful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, uh, they have the hammer the hammer event, which is 5k Saturday an hour and a half later at 10k and bright and early Sunday morning, uh, 40 kilometers, called stony creek just next to hamilton beautiful run up the mountain you go down the highway a lot of people think i'm gonna recover on the highway no you do not you pound your quads downhill yeah, and then you go back up a hill through some uh through some trails uh just a great race and i just feel it's really comfortable in a three race thing like there's no pressure on one event you show up saturday you get going you go from freezing to sweating to freezing to sweating. <laughs> Hopefully, get a good sleep Saturday night, and you're getting after it Sunday morning. Um, I've done the event a few times, so that, that's that's going to be my answer. Hammer the hammer slash multi race events.
1: I, I will accept that answer, and and uh, uh, it's it's not something I've done much of. Uh, I, I did it, you know, this past January for the the Goofy Challenge, um, and that's that's really I, I guess we have this this local series down here that's. Uh, you know, it's like four races within 24 hours, but they're all shorter. Like the the longest one is a 5k. There's a one mile, a two mile, and, and then there's two 5ks that, that bookend the event. I've done that once as well. Um, but yeah, those those multi races over the over the you know the span of a day, two days, whatever. Um, that's it's a, a unique challenge and a different way to to kind of um, I think set yourself up for a race. So. Curious you know what 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 was that like for you maybe the first time doing that type of race as opposed to having you know one race where where you know all your all your eggs are in that one basket or maybe you 're really trying to push yourself to like race that one hard you, you you throw three races in over the the span of you know just just over a you know twenty four hour window um, and it's it's a little bit harder to sell out for just one race so w- w- was that a a difficult transition to make for you or was that something that was um you know, no no big deal or kind of what was it? What was it like the first time you did, you know, the, the hammer, the hammer or any type of other multi-day, uh, multi-race events?
0: Um, I, I actually found it easier, similar. And I'm going to tease something here. I'm obviously a real professional. <laughs> similar to doing a 50K, you, you kind of look at it and go, well, I have no expectations. I've never done three races. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to the Olympics. I'm not getting paid for this. So whatever, I'm just going to go out and enjoy it. I'll cover the distance. And the 5 and 10K, like if you're training for a marathon, you do those all day, every day. Mm-hmm. So it was actually super easy, the mental game, like just show up, relax. You're one of, I think I was one of like 24 to finish or something. Um, it was just fun. Just go out, get a run in. I mean, start of November in Canada,
2: mm-hmm.
0: even parts of Canada uh not so warm (laughs) probably (laughs) probably 30s Fahrenheit Mm -hmm. um yeah get get the 5k I did that kind of as a as a training run did the 10k I was actually smart the first I would say first year I was pretty smart second year I tried to speed up this year I went too fast Mm. um but yeah it was just it was just like go for a run with some friends and, uh, you're right down by Lake Ontario. Um, the five K is a little loop around water park and out the 10 K you go down the, along the lake a bit more, turn around and come back. And I mean, I'm not racing anything cause right. I got to get up at mm-hmm. or five to run a marathon Sunday. So yeah, man, you just go out and relax and settle in. And, um, I, I often find I need to kind of settle into my runs before, either it feels good or or I can't feel what hurts. So, <laughs> I think that's my favorite part is just you go out. The five k is like your warm up. Ten mm-hmm. k is kind of continuing, and then you go okay, marathon. Well, I'm not going for a, a PR here, right? And, and I'm not racing anybody. And the first year I didn't have expectations, so I did don't even think I looked up what place I was in. So. Didn't even care about that. Just I'm going out and running, and you, you kind of feel good because you're you're one of very few people doing this event. You're looking around. You have a. For those of you who aren't aware, the Canadian Football League team in Hamilton is the Tiger Cats, black and yellow. So the hammer, the hammer bib is black with yellow numbers. Mm-hmm. If you're doing the, the two races and then the full. If you're doing the half, I think it's yellow and black. So I'm looking for the black and yellow. I'm looking around, peeking and going, oh, there's one. There's, <laughs> there's one. Look at these crazy people. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. It's the most fun I've had, you know, in running. And uh, it's certainly all the races haven't been fun. So, yeah. Right, right, right. And it was just a new challenge to start. So I think that's what excited me about it.
1: Yeah, there there is something to be said about that usually is, is just kind of Pushing to kind of see what's next, try what's next, and and kind of see how things, uh, you know, see how, where it goes. If you like it, great. You keep coming back for more. Uh, if it's if it's not right for you, then you know whatever. You tried it once and and you move on. Um, dialing dialing the uh, the timeline back a little bit, Brian. How'd you get started in the sport? Is it something that's uh, long been part of your life, or or a bit more recent, or how'd you find your way into this uh, this passion and pursuit that uh, we all know and love these days?
0: So I guess if you have to go back to Back to a child, I actually, my middle school, and it is middle school, not junior <laughs> high, middle school, grade eight, not eighth grade, grade eight, uh, I went out for the track team, uh, which is awesome at a school without a track. Mm. Um, the first time I ever ran on a track was the, the city track meet. <laughs> so we used to have this long block around the school, You'd, and this was my uh, the first time I ever had to run in the morning. I was lucky. All the all the other sports I played, everything was at night. This was the first time you'd get up early, train in the morning. So you'd, you'd run down the long side, walk the short side. Run down the long side, walk the short side. And that was your workout pretty much every day. Mm. So uh, I ended up running the 400 meters, tried to sprint it. That didn't work, and it did last. Um, and then uh, I ran one or two of the four buys. I don't remember... I think we did a four by one or two and a four by four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember where we ended up. It wasn't last. So I was happy about that. But <laughs> to be fair, that was the first time I think any of us, if unless people have been on the team before, that was the only time all year you'd run on a track. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember really practicing handing off a baton, to be honest. So that was a great start. But I'll say this, when you're a kid and you train for track, The slowest kid on the track team, you go to a soccer field. Now you're the fastest kid on the soccer field. (laughs) And that's the thing that kind of started, even if I didn't realize it at the age of 13, training equals helping your wind for other sports. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I kind of continued biking and and running throughout high school. And and if I kept up with the biking and running, guess what? Soccer game went well. If I didn't, guess what? Uh, You're not playing 90 minutes Mm -hmm. and you're getting beat to the ball. And if you're, you know, 6'1", 150 soaking wet, uh, you don't have a lot of strength. You better be able to move or you're going to be on the bench. Um, And then later when I was in my mid-20s, the company I worked for, uh, there was a cycling event in Toronto, the Ride for Heart and Stroke, where you would ride 25, 50 or 75K on the Don Valley Parkway on a highway. You'd start at the Canadian National Exhibition, get up on the raised highway, go up a big hill, come back down. That's the 25. Mm-hmm. You're doing a 50, you do two loops. 75 is like two loops and a half or something. It's not quite three loops. You'd think it would be 25 <laughs> times three, but this is... So the first one I had the bright idea of on my little uh, like Walmart special or mm-hmm. probably from Canadian Tire special bike, which is heavy and it's, not a mountain bike, it's not a road bike, it's just a bike to get to school. Um, yeah, used that, decided it'd be a good idea. Oh, I don't need to do the 25, let me bike the 50, that'll be <laughs> So, went out and, uh, and did that, I did the 52 years in a row, then I decided to do the 75, and that was the first time uh, I'd ever sort of been spent physically beyond like a soccer game or just a sprint like I was eating gels and just trying to get my bike back to the exhibition mm-hmm. like I do not want to be on this bike anymore I got 15 20k to go <laughs> uh, hopefully I have a subway token because or a, you know pub, money for public transit because I may need to hop on a streetcar this is not going well mm-hmm. and uh, it gets more difficult because that that event it's a great event uh, raise a lot of money for charity, but it does get super congested. Mm. And someone like me who's just kind of in the middle, I'm not nearly the fastest, but I'm certainly not the slowest. You go to the left to pass people, but then you get the people who are a lap ahead of you and just oh. flying downhill, screaming at you to get out of the way. Mm. So, um, yeah, I did. I finished the 75 and I think that event kind of planted the seed like, Hey, let's keep doing that stuff. Uh and then this is a long answer for a short question, but that's how I got here.
1: Not the not the first time that's happened on the show, so yeah, you know, whatever. Keep keep on keeping on. Yeah,
0: skip forward to the Around the Bay Road race, the oldest road race in North America. Uh you can check the stats, people. It's not Boston, (laughs) it's around the bay. Um super famous race. I got into that. I did everything wrong for training, got hurt, walked to five K and then did the half marathon For that race I mentioned earlier with the three races, Mm. I started at the half, and that's really when I started getting the right shoes, getting the right clothes, getting the body glide, you know, following a proper training plan. Mm. Um, And I was lucky, I, I refereed soccer, and I met a gentleman who was running a marathon for his 40th birthday. And I'll never forget this. He was telling me about the importance of are you following a plan? What's your plan? Are you following a plan? And I used to referee soccer six, seven days a week. So, it's a fall race, so the first few weeks, I'm not really on the plan. But once I got on the plan, stuck to it, started doing distances I'd never done before, and, you know, had a great time at that half. Um, things went pretty well. And that was it, man. From there, that that really, that lit the fuse. That got things moving for me. And, uh, you know, from there, it's, it's just been, until this year, nonstop.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm It's, it's... I don't know. Funny is is not the exactly the right word, but it's interesting. Maybe that's the the right way of saying it. How, um, for sounds like for you. Of course, I I don't mean to put words in in your mouth, but I, I feel like you know the the story has kind of revolved about how running supports some of the other things you do, and then eventually, kind of running has is, is, you know really become something that that you enjoy doing as well. So you know, going back to the the middle school days, it helped you on the on the the soccer field. Sounds like you know going into the the refereeing days, like you know, it, it's it's obviously tied into, at least tied in together where, you know, you got to keep up with the play and you got to be able to, to, you know, be where you need to be and be in position and, and obviously being in good physical shape helps with that. So getting a little bit more structure to your running probably helps with the, with the, the refereeing, which obviously the, the refereeing helps with the running and building that base as well. So they get, they go hand in hand well together. Um, and just kind of how, you know, it, it's just, again, interesting to me how sometimes those things work together where Running maybe wasn't always the, the, the primary focus, but it's kind of always there hanging in the background, even with the bike, you know, having been in good enough shape to, to ride 50k, 75k. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's not just something you can do off, off the street and, uh, you know, be at least be able to walk the next day with it. So, you know, it's just kind of always been in the background until finally it was the right time for it to really bloom and kind of become something that was, was, and is a, a big part of your life in and of itself, even though you're still doing some other things as well.
0: Yeah, and, and even with refereeing, when, when you start to move up and have to pass fitness tests, mm-hmm. the first couple that you do, I was dying because I'm trying to get out and run around a track in the rain and cold, but I had a couple years where, like, there was there was one at York University in Toronto. We were indoors on a 200-meter track, and you had to do the Cooper run. You had to do a 12-minute run and get, like, 2.4K or something, mm-hmm. I was second to some kid and I was in my late twenties, some kid in university who just, he just like sprinted at the start. Right. And I don't think I ever saw him again. He may have just run out the door and ran <laughs> home. I don't know, but I was second to him. I was passing people near the end. I was cheering people on, like mm-hmm. clapping, like, come on, let's go, you're going. And I was just smoking everybody. And the first couple of tests I did, I'm not gonna lie, I was dying. Mm-hmm. And the last couple, just crushed it and when they switched to the fifa beep test where it's like a run walk wait run walk wait Mm -hmm. i was i was leaning from the front and just not worried about it all just going in and like well this is a training and and one year i actually did it i drove four and a half hours up to ottawa to do my fitness test uh came back i think i did it friday night stayed there drove back Saturday afternoon and then drove into Hamilton to do the 30 K the next day. So, uh, if if anybody wants a new training strategy for (laughs) run a FIFA fitness test two days before, man, you're primed and ready to go.
1: Yeah. Either that or you're totally spent and you're in trouble one, one way or the other.
0: Well, you, you taper down, you make sure you're rested for the, for the little Mm -hmm. sprint. And, uh, I mean the thing is all you need to do is pass the fitness test, right? So I don't need to Right. Yeah, it's a time thing. You 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 know, the the key is to kinda you come to the each finishing point close to when you're supposed to be there. You don't wanna be far ahead, you don't wanna be far behind, you wanna be pretty close. And then uh you know, you can kinda jog it in and and just relax. Right. So right. and like I, I mentioned, you just you're relaxed, like for the race, you go up. I passed that fitness test. No problem. This race is there's nothing. Nobody's timing me. Nobody's going to, you know, kick me out because I crossed the lane or missed a pylon or something like that. Right. Mm So kind of puts things in perspective for your, for your races.
1: Yeah, certainly, certainly. So shifting, shifting gears a little bit, Brian, some, some other, uh, topics to to kinda of dive into and, and we'll see where these where these go and how they flesh out. But um one thing that uh I know I know you've mentioned and, and something that certainly I'm I'm no stranger to talking about is some of the uh the, the mental struggles uh with that, that I've had during during races and, and in training and kinda of sometimes uh getting in my own head and, and having a hard time getting out of the way. And uh I know that that I know very few details, but I know a couple of details and, and that you know you had some some uh, mental kind of struggles and and uh, so, some some hurdles that you've had to kind of navigate along the way as well. We'd love to to kind of dive into that a little bit if you're if as much as you're willing to talk about, it, of course. Um, but uh, can can you I, I don't really have a specific question to start with other than just kind of w- w- what were some of the the um mental mental struggles, mental issues um that you that you ha- have kind of dealt with and navigated through as it relates to your running over the last, you know, handful of years?
0: Yeah, so I think to kind of long story short, a bit um, the Blue Nose Marathon in in Halifax a couple years ago. Um, my wife and I had moved out east, actually to the town she's from. I'd run the Blue Nose uh, as a you know as part of a vacation, as part of a short trip in May. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kind of anxiety, depression, all that kind of stuff. It's something that's coming into the forefront, and and people like me you know, born in the eighties, it's it's not something you really talked about when you were young. Mm -hmm. It's not something really you understood and, you know, it'd just be nerves or or you would hear about guys like hockey players back in the day, puking before a game. And it was, it was kind of a joke. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it was three or four years ago in the Blue Nose. It was, a you know, beautiful day. It was like, 12 degrees and sunny. So I don't know, 50 something degrees and I was sunny. say yeah, we need,
1: we need to do that conversion for, uh, for, for yep. the Americans down here that don't understand, understand, uh, Celsius.
0: Yeah. So yeah, you can, you can double it and add 30. That's the easy way to go. Or I have to, I think minus 30 and have it or have it minus 30. But anyway, <laughs> beautiful day. Um, you know, went out trying for a, a four hour marathon. And, uh, I think, just the you know work had kind of been stressful and and the training had went pretty well, but I think the the fatigue from maybe some added stress um didn't help my cause i I don't remember how well I felt that morning, it certainly wasn't the best I felt, but I mean I've had other races where I didn't feel great and mm-hmm. went out and had a good race but uh Yeah, man. It it was just on the struggle bus basically from 10 K in, um, I had run the race before this was my second time, third time. Uh, but I was, you know, I was multiple marathons in. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was prepared and just, it it was one of those days where kind of everything goes wrong. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some races, like I said, you feel bad and you go out and start running and things kind of click. Maybe the, the wind keeps you cool or you get your water stations and you feel good. And, uh, you know, things kind of pop into place. Things, uh, went sideways from, like I said, 10 K mark, mm-hmm. just obviously I was going out too fast for what I was going to do that day. I was, I was trying to get a four hour sub four hour, like I'd said, um, and by halfway, I just kind of got to the point where you know chest is tight, it's getting hard to breathe. I gotta walk, and I'm trying to figure like I've done marathons, this isn't new you know i've I've done thirty two k runs and thirty four k and the the thing just kind of started to spiral on me, and uh you know your brain just kind of starts spiraling out of control and you know, I'd go past medical tents and think, you know, do, do I tell them what's going on? Mm-hmm. But then, you know, what if they take you to the hospital and nobody knows you're at the hospital right. and people are waiting for you at the at the finish line and now they're going to be waiting extra and what are they and blah, 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 blah. And your brain just, you know, turns on itself mm-hmm. and, and it's just this negative feedback loop that keeps going and keeps going and, you know, well, I'll drink some water, I'll drink some Gatorade and I. Like I said, it, 57 degrees, it felt like it was, you know, 90, it was 30 Celsius. Like it mm-hmm. felt like the humidity was 150, just, just brutal. And, and the second half mostly walked it and just felt terrible and just, it, it was not a good day. And I, I didn't really understand it until, I don't remember when it happened, but uh, the basketball player, Kevin Love, had mentioned he had a an anxiety attack during a game and he didn't really know what it was and in his case it was you know a little bit more serious it, his i think his grandmother was sick or passed away and and when I read the article that he wrote about it I kind of went oh yeah that's probably what happened in that race mm. and oh yeah that's probably happened a bunch of other times so things start to make sense and you go huh so that's what happened during a race it wasn't really well I wasn't prepared Right. I'd ran too fast. It, it was just kind of something in your brain just turning on you. And, uh, I, I thought it was important to bring up here cause I'm sure it happens to other people. And obviously a panic attack in a race doesn't make any difference to anyone's life, but mine,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's obviously to be honest, doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but when you're in the middle of it, it definitely matters. Mm-hmm. And you know, You might think I'm having a heart attack, but then you keep walking, and I go, "Well, if I had a heart attack, I probably would have dropped by now." But let me keep, and like I said, it's just that negative mind loop, and it's, you know, it's not a fun place to be. Mm -hmm. And and the the funniest thing about it is, I beat my previous time at that same race by like ten minutes, and that was walking, most of the second. Mm -hmm for the race it definitely wasn't a fast run by any stretch i mean but you know still and the, the first time i done it with it, i think my second marathon and it's a super hilly race and you know the the t-shirts always have puns about hills and mm-hmm. run for the hills and all that kind of stuff so it's it's a tough race um it is a beautiful race when we're allowed to travel again i would recommend everyone comes up to halifax and uh, and runs it next year if god God willing, mm-hmm. if it, if it takes, um, so yeah, it was a super negative time, but actually wasn't that bad. And, and, you know, you think like, oh, people are going to think I'm a loser, this and that when I finish and I'm late, guess what? Everybody, nobody cares about your right. race result, but you really like right. I, my mom thinks like Kip Koji and Brian, like those guys are the same level. <laughs> right.
1: And we'll let her keep thinking that as long as, as long as she wants to.
0: Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Um, yeah. I mean, it just, and just the thing where your brain goes, it's just, you know, it's, it's not reality. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel terrible, but it's kind of your your brain and your body turning on itself and it's, you know, and even, even just simple things like, uh, catching your breath, breathing, like, right. Oh, you get some oxygen going, you, you calm yourself down, you, you refocus your brain. And then, uh, I, I wanted to bring it up cause it, it had a, had a good ending a, a year or two later, when I ran a 50 K road race and my mental game had never been stronger. Mm -hmm. And I probably, there were 19 of us in that race. I think I ended 12th. There was an early start, um, that I didn't do. I did the normal start. You had a six hour limit, I think. Mm Um, so I had had no idea what a 50 K would take, but just, I'd never been more mentally strong in a race. I didn't feel great physically. I threw up a little bit yeah. before the race. Um, didn't I had some stomach issues a couple of weeks leading up. Was stressed at work. Like wasn't a great wasn't a great day for a 50k. That's for sure for for me. But yeah, just just stayed focused for five and a half hours and, and broke it down into chunks. And mm. you know, you're out in the country by yourself, and you're kind of wondering like. Where is everybody? And, and I figure I was dead last for the first – had to be the first 25, 30K. But I saw people from the marathon. I saw people from the 50K. I looked at the bibs. I was passing people who, mm-hmm. who were just – they were riding the struggle bus, man, and they were dying.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I had read uh, or listened to uh, David Goggin's book, mm-hmm. um, who's a retired Navy SEAL. And he had parts about – he had a thing uh, called Taking Souls. And it's basically in your mind, you just like, you focus on somebody and you go, you know, I'm going to take their soul and it's not witchcraft or anything, but you use, you see someone up ahead and you go, I'm going to catch them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to beat them. And then you catch them and pass them. And it gives you more energy for yourself. And, and it's just something where when, when I got to around 30 K, I still felt great somehow. I don't know how, but like I would get 5k and then go, okay. Now it's 45 to go. That's no mm-hmm. problem. You did that in training. I get to 42 remaining and I go, okay, that's a marathon. You've done marathons. It's not an ultra anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a marathon. Now, obviously, the reality is it's still an ultra. You've <laughs> done 8K. That math doesn't work, you idiot. But in my head at that time, like, that math worked, baby. Hey, I got a marathon left. This is fun. Let's go do a marathon. And then now it's less than 40. Now it's less than 35. Now it's 30. Okay, this is around the bay. Here we go. 30k, no problem. Mm-hmm. I got those all day. I've done those at 5 in the morning. Having not eaten in the cold and snow, like eat this for breakfast. And that's about when I started passing people. And you're getting to these spots out in the middle of the country. There's like no water left. There's a couple of waters left. There's people that have been standing there all morning. <laughs> like, you're probably the, the 17th ultra runner to pass them and I just kept going, man. And I started passing people and, and that kind of spurred me on. I went, I got another one. I passed someone in the marathon there. They started, they were eight kilometers ahead of me. Um, cause the, the race circuit, you, you, the 50 K people kind of went out mm-hmm. even further in the country and you're on dirt roads and like running past farms and you're out there and, and, you know, they marked it off well, and they had someone at the turn, so it was easy, and there was a guy on a bike checking on everybody, Mm -hmm. so it was fine, but that's, that's not an easy thing to do, to get out by yourself in a 50k, and just, you feel like you're on a training run out in the country, Mm -hmm. but yeah, just passing people, and just staying strong, and and I got another one, I got another one, I got another one, passing people in the marathon, and and I was telling myself, like, and this is going to sound ridiculous, and hopefully people laugh, but I was telling myself, you're, you're the greatest athlete alive. Mm. Like you're, you're Kip Koji right now, man. You're, Mm -hmm. you're crushing this thing. You, you know, you can't be stopped. Like you're just, I just kept telling, like you're an incredible athlete. You're destroying these people. Like they were ahead of you and you've passed them. Like just, and just kept going. And, and I think I, like I said, ended up 12th. So I passed five to seven people. Mm -hmm. And by the end, um, I actually felt bad at the the end, but, uh, we made up. I, I got to the top of, of the main street that goes back to Wolfville university where the, in Nova Scotia where the race starts and finishes. I saw this woman way ahead of me and I'm like, well, I'm going to catch you Hmm. just to keep myself like going from not stopping. And Hmm. it was two or three kilometers to finish. And you enter off the road into the stadium, you cross over the grass, and you do like uh, like a 250-meter J around the track. And I caught her with probably 100 meters mm-hmm. to go or something. And uh, I felt bad just that like post for the finish, like the Kip Koji when he beat the, the two-hour, and he oh had God. his arms out and a big smile. Um, I did that, and I thought right after I thought, Oh my God, I hope I didn't ruin her finishing photo. Like, and I hope I didn't like upset her. Like I was being a jerk passing someone at the end of a 50 K. Like who does that? But just, (laughs) just keep me going that last three K I had to do it. I had to get past and you know, we high fived afterwards and everything was cool. But, um, yeah, just, just, just to let everyone know, look, even, even if you have some rough, some rough runs or, or some mental issues, you can get past it. And, and you can kind of, as much as your brain can turn against you, it can turn the other way where mm-hmm. if I'd had a bad day, there's no way I would have finished. I would have gone down the main street to the gas station where you turn. And I would have said, going to the gas station, getting a coffee and, and headed back to the hotel. Cause the day's done. But, mm-hmm. and I mean that last three K just super thirsty, like, the last table was empty except for a few cups of warm Gatorade. Like, by the time I finished, they were shutting down inside. Like, everything was done. All the cookies and goodies were gone. Like, they're ready to go, man. The race is over. Mm-hmm. Like, if I I feel bad for the people who are close to the six-hour mark because I'm sure they got their medal, and that's about – that was yeah. it. Like, they might have even closed the school by then. I don't know, but mm. – Yeah, that was, that was a great day. And that was probably my best race performance, even though the time was certainly nothing special and, you know, 12th out of 19 is nothing special, but for me, that was, that was a good day and that was probably my best race ever. So,
1: well, that just, just goes to, to, you know, show or illustrate how, you know, it's, it's not always the fastest times. It's not always the first overalls. It's not like, like you know, when that, when that drive is from within and, you know, when, when you're struggling a bit, but like you figuring out how to keep going, whether it's, it's taking souls, whether it's, it's chasing people down, whether it's, it's whatever it is, you know, it's the positive, the positive talk and and telling yourself that you're, you are, you are tough and you you can do this and I can do hard things or, you know, whatever each individual's kind of go-to toolbox is to kind of help through those, those rough moments. um, You know, there's, there's a, a great, bit of satisfaction that comes when, you know, that it wasn't easy, but you still did it. And so I can totally see why, why that would be, you know, kind of that, that race performance. That's it's easily, maybe not easily, but, but would stand out in your mind and, and, and quite possibly be the one that you're most proud of because it wasn't the day that everything was, was falling into place. Um, shifting back a little bit to kind of the, the time frame between, uh, the, the blue nose and that, that 50 K, um, because, like you said, there there may be people listening right now that kind of have some of those mental struggles, anxiety, panic attack type of things, either during races or or kind of like in your case where you didn't really know exactly what it was until you kind of heard about um, Kevin Love's situation. Maybe somebody's hearing this and going, "Wow, maybe maybe that is something that I've I've struggled with on race day before." Um, I'd be curious if you if you if you even know um, kind of what has helped you or or what do you think might have helped you, kind of of. Get you know keep your 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 mind from spiraling in the wrong direction and, and the panic attacks coming up um, and like what is what has kind of helped you to kind of I don't want to say completely turn the corner but um, see some improvements on that side of things um, that that maybe would be some some strategies or some tactics that other people who might be in a similar type of of situations or find themselves in similar situations down the road when races are happening again that maybe they can you know, have a, an extra tool in their toolbox to kind of help them, uh, on the days when maybe the brain isn't uh, cooperating or the, the body doesn't seem to be cooperating as well as would hope uh, to have been on that, in that situation.
0: Yeah. I would say just speaking from someone who, from kind of my own perspective mm-hmm. and obviously no training. The first thing is don't, don't anybody ever be afraid to reach out. Um, there's all kinds of programs that even you don't have to pay for insurance or whatever, Um, even Skype type of things or zoom, um, there's a lot of government programs and a lot of different community things where you don't know about it. You can look into it. There's crisis lines. There's, there's all kinds of help out there and and it, it's really tough, especially for people who, who are unable to cope and who are, are in a bad place, Mm -hmm. reach out, helps out there. Um, might take some work depending on where you live, but don't be afraid to do that. And the other the biggest thing for me is just take care of myself and and it really has to be back to basics like anxiety's worst when you're not sleeping and you're highly caffeinated um, you know breathe, relax, you know your job, whatever the thing is that that might be a problem, it might also not be as bad as it seems um Again, even YouTube, there's stuff on there about coping with like a negative brain spiral thing, where you, you kind of need to find a distraction and, and turn the corner. And like when you're driving and, and you spin, you got to steer into the spin sometimes, and you got to say, okay, um, this is bad right now, but this will be gone in 15 minutes, and you just sit here and be uncomfortable, and 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 you know, I'm I'm not dying. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm in a race or I'm doing this or that. I mean, if you got to pull your car over or just take some time to yourself, I mean, you know, for me, if you, you keep eating, you keep hydrated, you sleep and, you know, stress that stress on six hours of sleep is a lot different than eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even for work, if I'm driving all day and working a 12 hour day, something that comes up is a lot more difficult to deal with than than sitting at home and working from home and doing reports and, right kind of being able to sit and relax and think things through and, and that kind of thing. So, you know, for me, it's just, like I said, get back to basics, take care of yourself and, and again, encourage people to share. Um, not everyone's going to understand it. Not everyone has to. Don't worry if you think, well, I'm, I'm in a good spot. I mean, personally I'm in an, uh, an amazing spot in life, a lot of privilege, a lot of luck. Um, things are good and, and not everyone has it as good as me. And you might be in a better position than me, but that doesn't mean it's not real. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't mean, you know, you getting help isn't any more important than anyone else getting help. Right. So, uh, yeah, just encourage. And there's all kinds of books and YouTube right. videos and, and all kinds of stuff that, that helps. Um, and like I said, if, take a look at your life. If you're not sleeping, right. if you're you're not eating well, if you're not drinking enough water, if you are you're on your sixth cup of coffee and you're having an anxiety attack maybe you know get some more sleep and not need the coffee and and maybe you'd be a bit more relaxed I mean that's that's the kind of stuff that works for me and uh so far has been working because you know work work isn't always easy and and you get some stressful times but you know we're we're kind of built to handle that stuff and and you know you you're probably stronger than you think you are at the time so just just keep going,
1: right? And and as you said, I think at the very beginning, it, it, it's it's that's what's worked for you. Um, and and as I've talked about, it, you know, and it's, as far as the running side of things, however many dozens of times that everybody's eyes gloss over when I whenever I start talking about, it, there is no one size fits all. I mean, that, that applies to this as well. But I, I love the idea. Uh, that that you point out that you know kind of taking care of yourself in some other areas by by getting good sleep and and being hydrated and and you know kind of some of those little things right like taking taking care of your body which which it's it's easy to forget but our body is one big functioning ecosystem it's not you know your head isn't separate from your legs isn't separate from your your stomach your core whatever like it's all connected so the 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 healthier everything is uh, the healthier everything is 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 the moral of that story so thank you for for being willing to share that Brian and and uh, you know if it if it kind of clicked in some way with with one person then obviously it was it was very well uh well worth going down that road, so I appreciate your willingness to do that um as we're getting kind of close to to starting to to wrap up a little bit today. We'd love to kind of shift uh the focus to a little bit of of present tense and just kind of kind of hear. I guess, um, kind of how things are, are, are going, you know, this year, uh, especially, you know, obviously people are listening as well enough in the future that maybe, maybe forgotten that, uh, I don't think anybody is listening to this, uh, in the next year or two is going to forget the 2020 is the year of COVID, right. And, and the year that everything is kind of shut down and everything is, has changed. And, and I mean, shoot, if you're struggling with anxiety, this is a, this is a good year to to be struggling or not, not a good year. That's a poor choice of words, but you know, this is a, a year where there's, there's a extra, you know, extra, extra stuff to be stressed out about and anxious about, um, But, uh, you know, how, how is, how have things gone for you this year as far as, you know, with races obviously getting pretty well canceled left, right, and center, Um, the, the unknown, like, like how, how has running kind of been impacted for you and and maybe even beyond running into life, but you know, how, how are things going with you this year as far as, as the COVID situation is, is uh, shaking itself out?
0: Yeah. I mean, I've been lucky with work. Things were kind of shut down for a couple of weeks, Um, but once I was able to, you know I, I do i do building envelope mm-hmm. inspections and and project management and stuff so once um the government decided that construction was people were able to keep working and one of my clients um kind of gave me permission to say look you're a you're um what's the word you're a you're an important worker or whatever mm-hmm. you're you're able to be on mm-hmm. our, our sites and i i I started emailing. I had a bunch of work kind of lined up for the spring. And this when weather started getting good, that's when things shut down. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just said to my clients, look, I'll bring a ladder, or if there's a ladder outside or if I can set up, I'm not going to impact anybody. I'm not getting in anybody's way. Uh, I don't need to get within six feet of anybody. I don't need like, set up a ladder, go up by myself, walk around, do my thing, do my inspection, done. And then, uh, you know, when, when we had – Pre, pre-bid pre meetings or, or site meetings where you're kind of, before the job starts, you explain it to all the contractors who, of course, ignore you, bid on the <laughs> job and then argue with you afterwards. You go to the startup meeting and they argue with you again and you just shake your head and go, I don't know why I bother. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even there, like wear masks, stay six feet from people. I, I assured everybody, look, I'm good. i'm washing my hands i'm staying clean i'm staying away from people whatever rules you have for your school or building or site i'm good so i I was lucky enough to kind of keep busy through it in terms of running been kind of coming off a hamstring injury for the last year so i was kind of happy to not have a race to worry about Mm -hmm. um in terms of you know i'm i'm about as introverted as you can get, so telling me to stay home and stay away from people and, and play FIFA 20 all year, <laughs> hey, done and done, everybody, like, hey, you want me to stay home? I mean, especially where I was able to work still, I mean, mm-hmm. you go from work, there's no refereeing, like, there's no right. sports, sports all canceled, I was lucky, I, I went to D1 girls final, the referee provincial finals tournament, and like a week later is when everything shut down. Mm-hmm. And the boys' tournament in Halifax. I was at the girls' tournament in a separate location. The boys' tournament, who had had exposure to it, mm. we didn't. So it, it, I was like I said, luck. Sometimes mm. things just go well for you and work out for you. And personally, I know a lot of people are in a bad spot, but personally, it's been fine with me. And you know, I mentioned on the in the group that you know I, I don't really need a race to focus on. I can pick a date and say, I'm going to run this distance or I'll just pick something else. Like I'm going to do this, this many kilometers this week and do 10% more next week. And I'll just keep bumping it up and then kind of go back and bump it up, go back. Um, started doing a little workout program at home and and trying to build from that. And that, that kind of kept me gave, gave me something to do and getting more into music and, you know, just finding other things to stay occupied and enjoy yourself and, even going for drives with my wife and just hanging out and Mm -hmm. being relaxed and, and, you know, you don't really have anything pressing on the weekend. So it's kind of nice to, to relax and and you get your run in and then you can do some stuff around the house and go for a drive, go to the beach, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's, that's not impacted. And thankfully I'm in a smaller population area in Nova Scotia, the North end where, you know, Halifax had most of the exposure and Mm -hmm. breakout and we haven't really had it as much. And, I'm starting to travel more for work. I, I handle four provinces and at first it was not easy to get through. You couldn't get to two of them. Mm-hmm. Now I can get to all of them. And it's, like I said, been very lucky that yeah, it's certainly been impacted, but not nearly as much as a lot of people. And, you know, things are kind of just rolling along for me. So that's yay me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's, that's the the name of the game for everybody right now, right? It's kind of adjusting and kind of figuring it out and trying to, to, to do the, make the smart choices, to keep, keep themselves safe, safe, to keep people around them safe. Um, and hopefully, uh, kind of, I guess nipping this thing in the bud that, that ship has left, uh, left the port a while ago, but try to get it under control. And, and so we can, we can get back to, you know, those that really enjoy the races can get back to, to races and the, the more social butterflies or the social runners can get back to, to doing those things, um, without too much worry and without, uh, without feeling like, um, you know, we, I can't do my, my social group runs anymore because you just never know. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of kind of figure it out and, and adjust as you go. Um, so as as we're I guess kind of pretty much at that that point of, of wrapping up here, Brian. Uh, of course, I can't let you off the hot seat without a, a little bit of a, of a something philosophical. So um, would be curious maybe maybe I don't know if this is my go to philosophical question or not, but uh, it's it's the one we're going to go to for today, uh, and that's that's to to ask the old uh, what is running taught you question. So uh, you know, again, as as I've said before and I'll say it again I feel like running is a great a great teacher a great way to to learn things about life and about ourselves and uh you know uh, you know running life and everything in between right but um you know in your in your years of of running um you know, what, what, what is one, two, three, a dozen, whatever, uh, lessons that you can, you can kind of point to and go, wow, I, you know, if, if I hadn't started running before, I don't know if I would ever would have learned this or if I learned it the same way, like what, what kind of things, uh, has, has running taught you about yourself or about others? Uh, and that's where we'll kind of wrap things up for today.
0: I would say the biggest thing is like the limits are kind of, you know, obviously I'm not going to run a two hour marathon. That's a pretty big limit I may not ever qualify for Boston you know there there are physical limits in the universe physics is uh, a real thing like <laughs> you're not magic you can't you can't do certain things and, and not everyone can be a pro runner and, but I think you know if you've run a 5k and you, I don't know if I can run a 10k I don't know if I could ever run a marathon I don't know if I could ever do this or that I don't know I didn't run a marathon until I ran a marathon I'm there's nothing special about me. Like just get out and run and, and keep it up and, and keep going. And that's the biggest thing I've learned is sometimes just keep going and, and try things and, and don't be afraid to go out there and run a race. And, you know, the first marathon I was in, I heard somebody talking and the he had, the guy said, Oh, I'm just trying to finish. And he said, well, you know what they call the last place finisher of a marathon? No, what a marathoner, mm-hmm. you know, uh, one of the things when I was finishing that 50K is I was like, in another 5, 10, 15 kilometers, I'm an ultra runner. And I can call myself an ultra runner even if I never run another step. Mm-hmm. And you can't take that away from me. I did a 50K. like, and, and maybe maybe you're someone who goes, man, I'm trying to get get under 35 minutes in a 5K. A lot of people listening probably can do a 30-minute 5K, 25-minute 5K, no problem. Some people might have not even run 5K you haven't run 5k till you've run it. So go out, keep trying. If you run one day a week and you can do two days a week, great. Um, you know, and, and don't be so hard on yourself really like, okay, I can run three days a week cause I got three kids. Like I don't have kids. So I don't have to, my biggest thing is working around work. You got to work around what you work around. And, and like I say, keep going, keep trying and you never know what you'll be able to accomplish. You might be one day at the end of a marathon and, and hold your, Hold your medal, and maybe you get to Boston, maybe you don't, but once you've done it, they can't take it away from you. You know, you're a marathoner, you're a half marathoner, you're a, you completed a 5k and under, you got that 34:56 one day and, and you celebrate it. And, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's more than you had ever done. And like I say, you they, they can't ever take it away from you. You did it. And maybe you say, well, I don't want to run anymore, but maybe I'll be a power lifter. Maybe I'll do a swimming event. Maybe I'll do a biking event. Like, Great try things enjoy it as much as you can if it doesn't work for you don't worry about it you know we're not getting paid for it so (laughs) you're doing it for fun and and just kind of keep that in mind it is it is for fun they always have the signs at every race saying remember you paid for this like remember this is supposed to be fun you know and you know you're you're struggling you're hurting but yeah you chose to do it so (laughs) go do it
1: yeah yeah, I love it, and it's, uh, gosh, I was shaking my head the whole time. Like, there's so many, so many things from there. That I was like, oh yeah, it's a great, great reminder, great things to think about, and I love that. You know, you're not, you weren't a marathoner until you were a marathoner, and, and that applies to so many different things. So, uh, I think that's a great place to to wrap up, Brian. Thank you for for sharing that. Once again, guys, if you want to connect with with Brian on Twitter, it's a great place at Brian Runner, all one word. That's B R I A N. I know a couple different variants of how to spell Brian, but uh, at Brian Runner. Uh, disruns.com slash 870 and if you're a part of the Facebook group you can obviously connect with them in there as well and, and uh, find them on Facebook all that kind of good stuff but disruns.com slash 870 is uh, the link for the show notes for today as per usual i have everything linked up there and, and uh, you know anything you want to check out photos links etc etc that is the place so Brian uh, once again thank you for uh, for taking the time today thanks for for planting this little seed that is, has blossomed into something that uh, I'm really enjoying and uh, looking forward to, to connecting with many other folks uh, that, that are listening right now uh, over the you know, coming weeks and months. And uh, like I said, you're, you're to either either to blame or to praise for this idea. So thank you for for putting the idea in my head. Uh, thanks for for all the support and, and the, the conversations we've had uh, over the years and looking forward to, to many more of those as well. And, and certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward, my friend. But uh, thanks again. And uh, we'll talk soon for sure. Thanks,
0: Danny. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one.
1: All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Brian and myself, and as per usual, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was something that uh, that Brian mentioned or touched on or dove deep into that really kind of stood out to you, that, that really uh, is, is taking up residency in your brain at the moment? Um, for me, it's that that brain piece, uh, which is probably isn't a surprise to those of you that Easy for me to say, goodness. Still early, still still getting that coffee going. But uh, to those that have been listening for a while, you know that uh, the mental side of things is always something that uh, I kind of tune into a, a little bit more specifically. And um, you know, when when Brian was talking about how, uh, especially for the fifty k, it wasn't it wasn't his best. You know, he wasn't feeling great. Uh, you know, was, was physically maybe not uh, not not there, but mentally just locked in. And, you know, how he was talking about different different strategies. And, and we kind of touched on it briefly. Um, but, but that really just was like, I think sometimes for me, maybe for you, but certainly for me, I kind of feel like there's going to be like this one thing. Right when it comes to my mental game, like oh, you know, if I if I have a mantra, or if I do visualizations, or um, if I do this, if I do that, like there's going to be this one thing that's going to help me kind of get over the the mental hurdles and stay stay strong, stay focused, stay locked in. And you know, hearing Brian talk, it it, it reminded me that. You know, just like just like there is nothing that's one size fits all, the same the same rules apply when it comes to, you know, having some different strategies, some different tactics, some different things that, that we can turn to during a race, during a training run, whenever we need it, from a mental perspective to, to help us stay strong and keep going there, which more often than not enables our bodies to stay strong and keep going too. So, you know, whether it is having a couple different mantras that you can fall back on, whether it is, you know, kind of, you know, taking people's souls, if you will, just, you know, which again, I mean, that that might be a little bit, uh, hyperbolic, but you know, like just picking out that person. All right, I'm going to go catch, I'm going to go catch that man. I'm going to go catch that woman. And, and once you get past them, all right, now I'm going to not let them catch me again. And where's the next person? which, you know, those things might help more on race day than on, on training days. Um, but just having, you know, being willing to shift focus, being willing to shift gears, you know, changing, changing your endpoint. I think sometimes that's what, you know, catching somebody does is it's like, Oh, I still have so much farther left to go in the race. Nope. I have a person right up there. I'm going to go catch them. So maybe it's, it's being willing to go. All right. I need to get to, you know, that mile marker. I need to get to that street sign and then picking a new target. And having a new target to help pull you through until you get to the the end line target or the the end of your workout target, um, you know maybe it's having a certain music playlist that you don't tap into until you absolutely need it, so it's only there you know in case of emergencies type of situation. Um, but anyway, I mean there's there's a dozen different options, dozen different things that that I have turned to. Some work for me better than others, but they might work better for you than they work for me. Moral of the story, again, and my takeaway from today's episode is that it's a good idea to have multiple things that we can turn to in a time of, of mental need to keep us going, to keep us from, from you know giving up, to keep us from maybe having a bit of a panic uh, situation that, that bubbles up, anxiety, whatever. If we can keep our minds focused on and, and shift our focus to different things to help us keep going, um, maybe that's, that's something that you need. Certainly something that, uh, that I think it's safe to say that I need and I need to continue to keep working on uh, to keep me going uh, during training, during races, whatever the case might be. So that was my takeaway. But what about you? What stood out to you from today's, from today's episode? See, I'm telling you, the coffee hasn't kicked in yet. Uh, as always, we'd love to know at DizRuns on Twitter, at DizRuns on Instagram. You can also send an email to DizRuns at gmail.com. And once again, you can head over to the show notes for today. com slash 880. How did we get to 800? Was it 880? Was it 870? I don't know. Um, I'll tell you in just a second, but you know when you get to the show notes again, as, as I've said before, and as I'll, I'll say again, uh, there's there's that little comment section down at the bottom, and uh, that's that's the place to leave your comments, leave your thoughts, leave your feedbacks, leave your takeaways. And it was 870. Come on, Diz, get your get your stuff together. The coffee, I'm telling you, should have should have waited a, a, another hour to do this, right? But uh, got to get things done. Got, got things to do today. So, uh, DizRuns.com/slash/870 is the link back to the show notes for today, uh, and you can links see photos and again leave comments down in the comment bar uh, as we are wrapping up today uh, don't forget disruns.com slash the little things is uh it's there and it's available and it's it's free for you to use and like most things you only get out of it what you uh what you actually put into into practice so you, know, you can work on uh you can you can want to work on you know recovery foam rolling cross training diet nutrition in race and, and outside of race day um, but until you're actually putting the pieces into it you know putting things into play right taking the steps taking the actions trying different things, you won't really know so check it out if you haven't done so already and then put some things into action put put what you're what, what we're talking about what you're learning uh, if you have questions let me know put those things into action and then see the impact because the, the impact is is real so That is it for today. Uh, Thank you all for listening. As always, certainly appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and hit the share button and tell some others about it. And until next time, please be well, take good care, thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll talk soon, right? See you guys.